live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods moving in storage studio, it's the Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your money, and your marriage, and your work, and your life. I'm Dr. John Deloney, joined here by Rachel Cruz, best-selling author and great human being, and we're taking your call to really just about anything. Um, the call is toll-free, and that's about what the advice is worth, but we're here for you. 888-825-5225. 888-825-5225. All right, let's go to the question of the day, Rachel. Today's question comes from Samuel in Georgia. Yes, yeah, so Samuel says, we just bought a $330,000 house, knowing it needed some updating. We got quotes for a $200,000 remodel if we did an addition and updated every inch of the house inside and out. We have $180,000 in the bank currently, but have a family member willing to give us a $50,000 loan interest-free. Our income is roughly $6,800 a month. If we budget and don't spend money on anything on on anything outside of bills and groceries, our expenses would be around 5000 a month. I don't feel good about spending that much, but just curious what you guys think about an interest-free loan helping make it a dream home. What a nice little spin there at the end. <laughs> so good. So good, Samuel. Oh, Samuel, I need uh, a hug, buddy. Let's hug. Samuel. Okay. Uh, just short answer, Samuel, no. Yeah, don't do No. That. I mean, like, I understand math. Well, mathematically, you're like, oh, there's no interest. That seems like a good deal. But when you involve debt, period, into your life, it changes the equation. And then on top of that, it's not a bank you're bar- borrowing from some big building. It's a family member, which honestly feels like it feels worse oh dude because uh, every 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 dinner every sunday afternoon dinner every text he's gonna, that he's gonna look over and be like first he took my daughter and now he took oh me fifty thousand dollars or you're gonna buy a new rake and he's gonna be like i know that's it too. oh huh i i thought you were gonna pay me my money back that you were owed, so. owed, owed me some money and it's like yeah that he's your bank then whoever the family member is I'm just take, I, I got a new opportunity to take a job a new job I mean, you need to stay where you are. I need my I need money. to get you. I need, I need to pay back, dude. It's just and even with like, no, there's gonna be no strings attached. You just do your thing. It it rarely don't 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 don't, don't don't. So so I would not say myself. So if I were you guys, you're saying it would be an addition and updating every inch of the house. So pull back the bid. I mean, I would say okay, let's just do the downstairs for now. Maybe one or two bathrooms upstairs, which won't be two hundred thousand. Maybe a hundred thousand, and you have that in the bank. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and start it. And do a little bit at a time or wait and save up until you guys have the cash, which which is going to be months from now, um, and do it then. But no, I would not take the loan. I would go at the speed of cash when you guys have the cash to do it. And just, I'd say simmer down, Samuel, you know? I feel like our, <laughs> there's this lifestyle, this this lifestyle level that everyone expects to have. And it's not necessary. And we sacrifice our mental health, John, yeah. our sleep at night, our peace to go and just acquire stuff in the name of just having that new house. And when you drain your account, when you go into debt for this kind of stuff, it's it's not worth the trade-off. Right. Just to have stuff and then you're stressed and you ha- you're having to go to a job that you hate to pay the bills. I mean, all of it. So We were just talking uh, off air uh, and Winston was in here earlier and Winston is I've been talking to him about a particular truck that I was into and he likes the same kind of truck and we were talking about it, talking about it. And 
my wife and I made an agreement that if we hit a financial milestone at, at Christmas, that I, the next big purchase for us would be get me a car. Finally, I got my car. It's not great. And I found myself getting insane. Mm. Like I was waking up in the morning and I was scrolling the things and I was emailing guys. Hey, can you see if you can find this? And I was checking in with Winston. And he's like, dude, just be a grown, grown up and get the car. Like, <laughs> and then I realized this fervor is the absolute worst time to buy anything. So I just stopped and he just came by and goes, Hey, did you get the truck? And I was like, I'm just waiting at least yep, a month, yep. probably two, maybe even four or five. And when I, when I did that, everything went, whew, my angst, anxiety left. I, I just, it was, it was just, it was just chill out. I'm only going to make purchases, especially like this uh, of a new truck, which I, evidently they're pressed in platinum and gold. They're so expensive <laughs> um, or a hundred or $200,000 remodel. Yeah. Only do that when you can just Plop right down in bed at night and go right to sleep. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. And if you owe your father-in-law or mother-in-law or dad or uncle money, I'm telling you, you're not going to sleep, man. No matter how good they say the interest is. You're just not. Yep. That's right. That's right. Oh, so, man. so Samuel, nope. Move at the speed of cash. Take your time. You're okay. Everything's fine. Uh, there's no rush in this. No one's making you do this either. Yeah. You know what? I, uh, I know we need to move on, but I really like what you just said about do one bathroom at a time. Or just do the downstairs. I bet you, as you get into this project, what you want to do to that house will change. Yeah. And it will morph. And, oh, y'all did this. So, so what if we, and if you do it as you, as you do, if you pay for project by project, they're going to tell you, it'd be way cheaper if you just did it all right now. Fine. Then I'll find somebody else who will meet this bid and they'll, they'll, they'll take care of it. Yeah. Um, but I like the idea of doing it project by project um, instead of just getting mowed down your whole house and. Basically, yeah, and if you said, you know, I had a, I have a million bucks, can I take 200 and go? I'd be like, yeah, go. All, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's all, it's yes. about the math. It's right. the money here. And so the ratios, yeah, it's just not worth it. Not Absolutely. worth it right now. All right, let's go to Melissa and San Luis Obispo. What's up? Let, let's see here. Do we have, um, all right, let's do it. Let's, uh, Melissa, what's up? This is, we're right up against the clock. So get right to your question. Yeah, I'm working two jobs, aggress aggressively paying off student loans, and I was recently in an auto accident totaling my vehicle. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. In, yeah, I'll receive 21000 in settlement this coming week. Um, and my question is, in purchasing a new vehicle, does it make sense to spend that settlement amount, invest more money from my emergency fund, or spend less money um, in order to put some of that settlement amount towards my student loans? Great question. How much student loans do you have left? So I have 80000 remaining um, okay. and currently under interest-free forbearance. When the interest uh, begins again, my rates are anywhere from 45 to 7.5%. Okay. Uh, for the past year, I've been making payments of 3000 or more per month. Good, Good for, for you. you. How much do you make a year? I make 100000 in my full-time job and approximately 20000 um, a year in my weekend side hustle. Good for you. Oh my Can God, I ask you a question, good. Melissa? Yes. You know what you want to do. What do you want to do? So because uh, maintaining these two jobs and long commutes, and I also happen to be in a romantic relationship in which we're four hours apart, oh. about 500 miles twice a month, um, and my hobbies are mountain activities in which four-wheel drive is necessary, I lean towards spending the entire 21000 again on another reliable, fun vehicle. Um, or even investing maybe up to 5000 more. Um, but I'm not sure which will bring me more long-term happiness. Okay, you're, that, you are going to hate, you're gonna hate what I'm about to say, Melissa. Yeah. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
you're broke. You owe $80,000 to the government. If I were you, I would spend $5,000 on a good Camry or a Honda Accord, and I would put the rest of that money towards my debt, and I would use that as a incentive jet fuel to pay that stuff off as quick as possible so I can get the car that I actually want to live the life I actually want to live. Right now, you can't live the life you want because you owe the government money. Knock it out, knock it out, knock it out. We'll be right back on The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Hey, what's up? This is The Ramsey Show. I'm John Deloney, joined here by Rachel Cruz, 888-825-5225, taking your calls on money and on life. Let's go out to Abby in Omaha. What's up, Abby? Hello, John and Rachel. How are you? Remarkable. How are you? Great. Thank you. I just had a quick tax question. Um, My husband pulled out some money from a, a Roth IRA that he had from a previous job last year. And we are working baby step number two. We just bought FPU. Um, And so we have money in savings, but we are trying to figure out what the best plan is of, do we use that money that we have in savings to go ahead and just, you know, push us forward on our snowball? Or do we hold on to it and just kind of see um, for a couple of months and see what's going to happen with our taxes? How much did you guys pull? Go ahead. How much did you guys pull out of the Roth? Uh. He pulled 50. Why? <laughs> you keep Why? saying he, he did this. Why did you do he, that, Abby? Yes, he did. Um, well, he was kind of concerned about, you know, the crash and losing oh, it. No. So he initially rolled it into a gold Roth IRA oh, and gosh. then pulled the gold. What so. a box of farts on a stick. Right, that's <laughs> so, like, oh I can't believe he so did that. We usually, get a ta- I, we usually get a tax refund back. Um, how much you guys year, this year? How much you guys make a year? But I know. Um, combined, it's about one forty. Okay. So, listen. Just, you need to have a hard conversation with him and just look him in the eye, hold both of his hands, put <laughs> YouTube down, <laughs> put the internet's well, down, take his phone away. Many discussions. Yeah, it was a topic of many discussions. So, but it was. I, I say he because. Um. We agree to disagree, I guess. So, but I just now you mean we're you just didn't, to make you didn't sure understand that, that it's all coming down, Abby. Abby, I did. It's well, all like, coming know, down. He's being I, facetious. I'm just being an idiot. I, that's okay. I I totally understand. Like, 
you know, his desire to be prepared. And pre- we have two little kids at home. And so he just wanted to make sure that we were going to be okay. How much you guys okay, have in savings, like, Abby? Well, How much do you guys have in savings? 20000 Okay. Twenty. So it's, it's like, okay, well, we usually get a tax refund back. I'm expecting to have to pay in. I'm not really sure how much that's going to be. He wants to wait and hold on to what we have in savings until we see how much we're going to pay in. I want to put like half of that down and kind of. How much debt just, do you guys have? Um, right now, about 85. What's it in? Um, various things, small personal loans, uh, credit cards in one vehicle. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could get with a with a tax professional and look at see, okay, what's you know, what are the taxes we're going to owe in their tax bracket? What are the fees associated with this, right? And, and kind of get that mm-hmm. that estimate. I mean, you're going to know here soon of what of what you're going to owe. So yeah, you don't want to. I would not recommend taking this twenty and just throwing it at the debt right now. I want you to have an okay. emergency fund and IRS when it comes to um, paying the government. That's 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 top, right? So that knowing right, that right. you're going to have that tax bill coming up uh, is huge. So, so yeah, if you guys can get any kind of estimate on what your refund is going to be, what the taxes will be on the, on taking this out, um, and then kind of look and see, okay, um, you can make a move from there, or you can pause, save up a bunch, and when you guys kind of clear tax season, then go and throw the rest at your debt. Uh, and I want to... <sighs> there's a there's some wisdom underneath what Rachel is saying and I want to make sure you you get it because you need it your husband needs it all of us need it okay back in 2010 when the market was bananas and I was not well I was an anxious anxious mess um, I was like a beautiful mind I'd come up with all these spreadsheets about how the next housing market was going to collapse they're going to have to nationalize housing it was going to be a big thing I had this whole thing lined up yeah. And before I, I had a whole plan, I was going to cash out all my retirement. I was going to take the hit. I was going to do this. I was going to do this. I was going to do this. And thankfully, I went and sat with a buddy who worked at a bank. And then I sat with another buddy who was, admittedly, I was, I was privileged to have this relationship, but he was a close friend, but he was the CFO of a large company. I walked through my whole crazy plan and both of them said, I'm not certain about what you're doing here. And they're just being gentle with me, but they said, don't cash out anything. Whatever you do, don't do that. And I listened to them because they had this thing that I didn't have, which was information and wisdom. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you, you're, you're struggling with the tax. I don't know what we're going to owe. Should we pay all this debt? What you need is information and wisdom. And Rachel was so wise to tell you, call a tax professional today. Don't sit there and just spin out on, I don't know. What should we do? I don't know. Just hire somebody. Go get an accountant. Some of the best money you will spend in your life is to get a tax professional with you. And does that make sense? You're going to get some very clear information about what your next steps will be. Yeah. And we actually reached out to one that we found through your website um, instead of using the same uh, lady that we worked the last couple of years. Um, So we did reach out to one of your guys' trusted tax professionals. And so kind of gave him a rundown of um, what we had going on. And so he said he was going to look into tax law and everything for the last couple of years and just kind of see what would benefit us the most. But yeah. said my husband was like, well, let's wait. And then I was like, well, let's, can we use at least half? I don't, you know, my assumption is we're not going to have to use all of that. To pay I, I would wait. Not, but I do not want to owe no. the okay. government money. That's what yeah. I Yeah, for I sure. Know. Yeah. Um, and then okay. you guys need to have the discipline, Abby, because you got 85 K and credit cards, personal, you guys have just been all over the place and that's not to shame you, but it's like, 
we got we gotta we gotta straighten this up, right? We're we're pulling money yeah. out of the market. We're we're in this mess, and so you guys together need a really solid plan. And I mean, like I would go detailed, detailed, and to say, okay, we need an answer from our tax professional by uh, February twentieth. On February, you know, twenty um, eighth. I was gonna say February thirtieth. <laughs> February twenty eighth. Uh, we're gonna be. Uh, putting money here, there, and there. Like I, like I want it down to the dates, and and I want you guys having a plan that is so short up that you can look down and see on a sheet of paper this is exactly what's going to happen. These are the dominoes that are going to fall, and we know exactly what we're doing to knock out this debt. You guys make great money, um, and and to budget. Um, and if you guys have you guys gone through Financial Peace University? I just bought it, actually. Okay, great. Um, sit, I just bought it. so like Sit said, down we, together we and, are, and do that. Yep, I think that's great. And and mm-hmm. do a budget, maybe for the first time ever, do every dollar. Uh, but you guys, you know, you have been scattered is what it feels like. And so yeah. I'm glad you called because I'm like, I really want you guys to make progress because you can. You know, you guys are smart. Yeah. You're smart. You can do and this. We, we are, you know, I'm, I'm trying to work extra hours at my job. And then he's also took on a, a second weekend job. So awesome. Awesome. You know, you're ready for it. Yep. Taking all those, yeah, we're taking all those steps and we know that it's going to be a short-term sacrifice I love for a it. long-term gain. And so Great that's job. what we're doing. I just, one tax question I had. And so now we're going to buck her down and get gazelle intense. So. That's right. Excellent. That's right. I love it, Abby. Excellent. So John, this has been really a common thing. This is, you know, we did our building wealth events around investing because this time last year, it was like the real estate market. People were freaking out. And now it's this market and we cannot stress enough, you guys. I don't care how much the news is barking at you. I don't care what your family is saying on Facebook. People that are wealthy, long-term, that actually build real wealth, not like this flash in a pan, but long-term stable wealth. One of the, the second thing that they say is most important out of our millionaire study is investing consistently, regardless of what the market is doing. Warren Buffett says to be greedy when those are when people are fearful and be fearful when people are greedy. And greedy is not a great word, but it's it's a powerful metaphor because when people are jumping on like crypto and all these new things and they're like, get in, get in, get in, get in, be cautious. And then when people are freaking out, that's when you get in because you guys, when the market is down, it's on sale and people that build wealth, they are in it consistently. And when it starts going up again, which it will, we believe in the American economy enough to know that it will, they they make all those gains as it's going up. They make all that money and everyone sitting on the sidelines tries to jump in then when it's going up. So wealthy people stay in consistently, you guys. Stay in the market, don't cash out, don't slow down your investments. If you are out of debt with a fully funded emergency fund, you fund that 15%. We're doing Roth IRAs right now. I just yeah. signed the DocuSign literally today. So I'm like, we're invest, 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 invest. Yeah, we've upped our investment too in our house. know the feeling you've been on a few awesome dates with a person things are getting a little more serious and suddenly your brain stops working 
you can't figure out what to talk about next. And then you all sit there and just stare at your phones. And then you order another appetizer and things get weird. And then you bring up your stepmom or something and the whole thing just falls apart. And things get stupid and awkward so fast. Listen, deeper relationships happen when you have real in-person conversations. I saw the phrase, Rachel, the other day, digital intimacy. And oh, I, I, just, I just got you hemorrhoids. Just throw, yeah, I just, you uh, insta hemorrhoids. Out. I just almost died. Um, <laughs> listen, deeper relationships happen when you have real in-person conversations and get to know the humans behind the profiles. The ones, or if you're already with somebody long-term, like they're sitting right there on the couch next to you. That's why I created Questions for Humans. You're going to spend time laughing together, learning something unexpected about each other. I've been married for more than 20 years. When Sheila and I were coming up with these questions, like my wife and I, we were, I, you know, we were doing the questions back and forth. I found out stuff about her that I did not know. Really? And it was weird. <laughs> it was super weird. <laughs> Who have I been married to for, for 20 real? years? Um, you're going to learn unexpected things. You're going to build deeper and stronger relationships like humans together in a room. Not like weirdos or robots. Not even like ChatGPT. It's just, listen, it's just humans talking to people. And while you're working on building your relationships, maybe you also need help with other things holding you back from your goals. You can pick up my latest book, Own Your Past, Change Your Future, and learn steps to how to deal with old hurts and ask yourself that terrifying question. What are we going to do next? All right. So go to RamseySolutions.com slash store to get questions for humans and own your past, change your future today. All right. Let's go to Janelle in Tacoma, Washington. What's up, Janelle? Hi. What's up? Uh, not, not a whole lot. I'm doing pretty well. How are you guys? Excellent. Excellent. So what's up? How can we help? Um, so I kind of have a... Um, we paused the babysit because we found out that we were pregnant. Yay! All right! Yay. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, so we were starting on baby step 3B. We completed three in uh, October, and so we've been piling up money. And uh, I find myself feeling like I want to keep moving forward, but we're in a pause and so I just kind of want to make sure that we're doing things kind of in the right order, I guess. Yeah, it's a great question. We usually, so, honestly, Janelle, say to pause baby steps one through three. So you guys are on 3B. Okay. So, I mean, if you want to just keep, you're going to keep piling up money. Do you have the cat or the cash for the down payment in 3B? Not yet. No, that's where we were starting. We we're starting to save that up. Okay, perfect. So either way. You're just saving money, right? You, you could quote unquote yeah. say we're pausing and just piling up money. But also you're not going to probably get your down payment in the next few months, right? No, probably okay. not. It'll be after the baby comes is when mathematically. It'll be after the yeah. baby comes. Perfect. So either way, it's just you're just naming it something different, right? So you could quote unquote say we're pausing and just piling up money. Or you could just say we're just piling up money for baby step 3B, which is what you're doing. Okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Either, you either can, way, you're piling up money. So. You can rob from the 3B <laughs> yeah. fund if it gets to it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah if, if something happens and you need some extra cash, yes, yes, yes you you could take from the 3B fund for sure. And for everybody listening. But it's okay to label uh, it as 3B. Yes, yes. You're doing, you're doing great. Janelle, you are awesome. When, when do you do? Um, due in June. Awesome. Is it the, what, what number is this for you guys? 
This is our first. Oh, congratulations. I was about to say, this has to be your first, first because it's like, what do we label the envelope? Yes. Yeah, we're like, we're like super planners, both me and my husband. He's more of the geek, but it's nice. That's so great. Hey, so great. the beautiful thing about having a kid is for super planners is you get to learn how your plans don't matter. Kids don't care about your plans. When you think you have control over life have a kid and be like, <laughs> right. wow, I really don't. And if you think you, ha- I remember when Hank was, <laughs> Hank was born after about um, three or four years, I, I, the air, my arrogance was so insane. I told my wife, I was like, what are we doing? We're amazing at parents. Everyone else is terrible. Everyone else is, is like sucks at this. And then the second one came. That's and then Josephine shows up and I was like, I, I don't know what we're doing. Like this is I don't I, I don't Oh our first Amelia I told I think I was like should I write a parenting book I told <laughs> I told my wife I was like why are we why are we professors this we is, should just write our books and go on the road to be about a parent We're so good at this and then number jo- 2 comes Josephine which I can K. say I'm the number 2 of the family I am too So we can we can we can speak for those middle kids Oh man I know so I was wrong <laughs> All right let's go to Craig in but West Palm quick, Beach well, Oh yeah Craig we're coming to you but real quick for the listeners out there so yes when you're doing the baby steps we do say pause your debt snowball if you're paying off debt and you have a big life change whether it's a big move a job change you're pregnant anything like that you can pause your debt snowball and pile up cash to make sure you have a good big pile of cash in the bank for those big transitions and then after it happens you know after you have the baby mom's home baby's home everyone's good Press play, take that cash, and throw it at the debt snowball. So that's what Janelle was, that's what she was asking. All right, now we'll go to Craig in West Palm Beach. What's up, Craig? How we doing? Hey, how you doing? Good, good, good. What's up? Um, so I've got, we have a, a mortgage at 3% fixed. There's about 123000 left on it. And I also have student loans of about 49000 locked in at 1.75%. And we're, my wife and I make about 160 total. Uh, and so I noticed that we're, we're, ta- we're, we're, we're salarying out, I guess, or whatever you want to say with the taxes, uh, the tax benefit of, you know, deductible interest for the student loans. And I'm wondering what is smarter to put any extra money that I can find toward to try and pay down or does it matter? I would take the, my notes and my spreadsheets on the, interest rate differentials and i would flush them down the toilet okay i would not look at that one more time i would just simply look at i owe the government money i need to get that paid off and then Mm. i've got to pay my house off i got to get emergency fund them and pay my house off and with the money you guys make emergency fund how much much do you have in the roof how much do you have in that uh, it, well, well, we don't we don't have the new roof yet. It's got to come up, and that, we're getting estimates around thirty thousand. How much is in your emergency so, fund? Uh, we're doing okay. We've probably got about well, honestly, like thirty five forty. Okay. Um, but we've been saving very hard because we knew the new roof was going to be a problem. You know, it's Florida. The, the homeowners insurance and everything just went up too. So yeah, of course, we're we're kind of okay ish. Um, this one's going to hurt. Yeah. And we'll we'll start saving again. But I just want to know, like, I've got to do something. My my daughter's 14, and she's going to be going to college pretty soon. And yeah. We're going to have to do that, and we can't afford to, to For sure. So, Craig, yeah, so is the student loans, is that the only other debt you guys have? Yeah. Cars okay, are paid off. Great. You know, no yep. credit cards. So, it, like so, yeah, so the we always kind of lump in consumer debt to paying that off first. Mm-hmm. And then after the roof is gone, I would bump up your emergency fund to three to six months of expenses. And then are you guys saving for retirement? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, we are saving. Like we we do the Roth IRA every night. We've been. I don't think I put anything in last year. Okay. Um, well, I would honestly, uh, I, I I would pause that, Craig. Yeah. yeah, just pause for okay. a year or two till, or not even a year. I mean, just a year probably. You'll get this forty nine thousand paid off quick if you guys really take your income and say, hey, we're going to live on nothing and put all of it towards the student loan. Pause retirement. Pause everything until the student loan is knocked out. Once it's knocked okay. out, then that's when you bump up that emergency fund and then press play on your investments and say, okay, yeah, we're going to go back to invest 15% of our income into retirement. And then your daughter's college mm. comes next after that. Okay. So that's the order. That's, okay. that's called the baby steps. Uh, if you hold on the line, Jenna will pick up and um, we're going to give you guys a membership to Financial Peace University for a year. And mm. this is a great class to go through. Craig, are you married? I, I am, yeah. Great. Twenty-four you and, years. Perfect. Okay, so you and your wife sit down and go through this class mm-hmm. because I, you know, in a two-minute radio call, we can only just give you that information really quickly. But I want you guys sure, to absorb sure. this because it is—it's a proven plan that walks. Ex- you guys are perfect for it because it's exactly everything you're wanting to do and doing it in the right order, with the goal of of at the end being debt-free, controlling your money and building wealth and being generous. And the quickest way from point A to point B to do that is the baby steps. And so you'll learn all of that in Financial Peace University. So thanks for calling. All right. We'll be right back right here on The Ramsey Show. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm John Deloney, joined here by best-selling author Rachel Cruz. Give us a call at 888-825-5225. All right, Rachel, um, I know you know this because we talk about this off-air a lot. I am a huge consumer of TikTok and YouTube, <laughs> particularly um, uh, viral videos. You love the viral videos. I love TikTok sensations. Um, and so... There's one making the rounds right now um, with Sebastian Georgiou. Georgiou, that's right. Um, 25-year-old finance YouTuber. Just that phrase. That phrase didn't exist (laughs) like three years ago into all of human history. A 25-year-old finance YouTuber told his followers they should be able to easily afford a $200,000 car. He called it literal Literally pocket change. Um, I think we have a clip for oh, it. We're going to show the clip. Okay, let's show the, the clip. clip. Let's roll it. If you're a guy in your 20s and you don't have a Lamborghini, you should actually sit down and have like a serious discussion with yourself as to why you don't have a Lambo. Yep. Because it's, I realize now that it's so incredibly easy and there's so much money out there and 200 grand relative to what is out there in circulation and what you can grab, especially now with AI tools that you can leverage like never before, 200 grand is chump change. 200 grand is chump change, which as you can imagine, he's just gotten blasted. Blasted. Um, for being a privileged whatever, whatever, whatever. Turns out his um, parents immigrated to this country when he when they were teenagers. He was raised on a very low income and worked at Taco Bell. He is literally, if his, if his story is to be believed, earned this money. Yeah, self, right? yeah self-made and literally started from nothing and probably in the tech world, you know, whatever he's doing yeah. job-wise, I don't even know. 
um, yeah, has made this. Okay, so I have like just polar opposite reactions in my head. I do too. Because at first yes. I'm like, dude, like who, what? No. Yeah. Like that's, no, no, that's not chump change. Like $200,000. Because <laughs> you look at what the average American spends. I mean, and we deal with, you know, everyday people on the show and it's like, man, you know, they, they're they living paycheck to paycheck and all of it. Yeah. So household income that's of 60 my, to that's 70, my yeah that's my that's like my first reaction but then you hear a story and you're like man you know immigrants mm-hmm. that come to this country uh they say mm-hmm. you know build wealth and i don't have the stat right but i think it's like five times faster mm-hmm. if they come legally versus just someone that's born here in the states what yeah. because that because that's the other that's the other argument is i'm like okay so he sees opportunity. He comes. And he sees it everywhere. Ev- everywhere, and he's like, "How could you not be making so yes. much money? Because there is so much out there to be made. Yeah. To be made, and there's so much opportunity. Of of course, you're going to be making a ton because you can, right? Like that's right. his mindset. Uh, so when I when I worked in universities for all those years, I um, all my international students, uh, I would always like do sessions, and we would hang out, we'd have lunch together, and we would they were part of my classes. It was always amazing to me how my international international students that came in, they were so wide-eyed with opportunity. They just mm-hmm. saw it everywhere. Yeah. It was it was wild. Um, yeah. And they they inspired in me. I remember 10, 15 years ago, you're missing this whole thing, right? You are so focused on getting this one job with this one salary so that you can meet some sort of internal and I was just missing opportunity after opportunity after mm. opportunity after opportunity. And so it really, it inspired me years ago um, that uh, I, they just gave me a new set of glasses with which to see the world. Right. And so I, I see this and you got a guy whose parents immigrated over here as teenagers, grew up with almost nothing. And now, yes, I would tell him if he was my friend, don't say that out loud. Right? <laughs> don't, don't, I know, I know. Don't say that out loud. I sound like a tool. <laughs> uh, you sound like an idiot. But, but also... Man, if if you were able to sit down and see the world and say, "There's so much opportunity," what do you like? Get up and go find the opportunity. Go make it happen. Go make it happen. Right, go make it right. happen. It's inspiring. I yeah. mean, in that sense, right? And and again, I hate that a Lambo was his example. I wish it was like, "Go get a two hundred thousand dollars house," or like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something that feels or a little bit. Go give two hundred thousand dollars away, but it, right, it's, right, it's, right. It's yeah. But the sentiment out there is is interesting. I mean, it is. It's inspiring. It. Mm-hmm. Is, I mean, when you think about it that way, you're like, man, what. A, what else can I be doing? But I think too, we can get in that mindset of like, just pilot money, pilot money, pilot money, make more, make more, make more, make more, make more. But there is more to life than just that equation, Absolutely, right? Yeah. And so um, all that plays in as well. So there's there's many well, different angles to I this. I think th- this this kind of story for me is, is as important as somebody like Cam Haynes or, or David Goggins, somebody who's running marathons every day or running 200 mile races, whatever. The average person's not going to do that. But when you have these um, pace setters out there mm-hmm. who are doing these amazing things, it makes me, when I want to skip my 30-minute workout or my 60-minute workout in the morning because I don't feel like it or I'm too tired, or I can't today, yeah, I can. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? Like, like, yeah, that, right, yeah, right. Like, or I just can't get ahead. It's just too hard. I, I just can't find the job. Yeah, you can right? There is opportunity somewhere and it might be doing stuff you don't like, like working at Taco Bell. I spent four years at Burger King. Like it's not my, right. it wasn't my dream job. Yeah, Man, I learned a lot of great lessons and yep. learned how to love and take care of people even while asking them, would you like fries with that? Right. <laughs> um, and so 
Yeah, it just reminds me of that abundance, mm-hmm. um, scarcity mindset, mindset man. Yep. It's just everywhere. And if you change that mindset, it, it, it does have, it, it doesn't solve your problems. Money doesn't go in your bank account, but you begin to look at the world a little bit. What is it, Henry Ford? If you think you can, if you think you can't. You can. You can. That's yeah, it. Like, or it is what it is, it right? Is, yeah. So like what you believe, you know, does have fruition in your life. I mean, there is power to that. So you got to go make it happen. So. Yeah, that's great. Anyway, Sebastian, just in the future, just don't get on the internets and- <laughs> Tell people that two hundred thousand dollars pocket change, and thank you for inspiring us to see the world a little bit differently. That there's right. opportunity everywhere. Um, all right, let's go to Zach in Shreveport. What's up, Zach? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. You got it. What's up, dude? Hey, so I'll start with my question, um, and then I'll give you a little bit of background. Uh, so my main question is: Am I putting too much money towards Baby Step Six? Um, so uh, me and my wife, uh, we combined after taxes make about one one thirty a year um our mortgage uh so we're completely debt free um so we're four five and six right now um and our mortgage is about 1700 a month um and only about 300 of that 400 of that is going towards principal every month so i've been trying to to put as much money as i can towards the mortgage um you know anywhere from three to five thousand dollars extra a month um and so my question is you know should i be kind of not putting that all towards that and putting it maybe a little bit more towards, you know, something like fun money or, uh, you know, maybe upgrading my wife's car in the next year or so. Um, probably all the above Zach. I mean, in a way, so are you guys, I mean, we, we say baby steps four through six is kind of just that like, okay, yeah, you can take your foot off the gas and just breathe a little bit. And that's when margin comes back in. Um, and, but I also think it's very, dependent on the couple's personality. There are some couples we meet and they're like, I don't need any lifestyle. I don't need to up my lifestyle at all. Like we, we're good. We could still just live how we're living and throw extra at the house, get it paid off crazy soon. And and we're happy with that. Some people are like, oh, thank God I'm out of baby step three. And like, finally I, we get to plan a vacation and enjoy life and we'll pay down the mortgage and we're working on that. So where would you guys be on that spectrum, Zach? Just as a, um, I'm from a personal so note, I- you and your wife. Yeah, I'd say we're kind of um, in between. I, I think I was always kind of, you know, wanting to buy new things until I actually found you guys. I uh, I sold my Camaro, and so I've I've totally changed my my outlook on money. Um, and I think my wife is very much on board. Um, and so, you know, we we live well below our means, um, but you know, we I want to be able to to put money towards the car. But I, I guess maybe it's an emotional and mental thing inside of me that's you know seeing a thousand dollars every month going towards interest on the mortgage and it just kills me yeah i hear that totally is the car is it needing to be replaced or you guys just want to upgrade because you can yeah so i mean she's got a prius so it's i mean it's got one hundred seventy thousand miles on it so it's uh you know it's getting up there but it's still running great so you know eventually we'll want to upgrade a car and we're actually putting money into a fund specifically for that okay well, Zach, if the if from what I got with the math, you could have this paid off in a, eighteen months. Yeah, I mean, go pretty quick. so I would I would just go ahead and pay it off, do what you're doing, and then go back and say, hey, let's replace the car and everything after the mortgage is paid off. But that's, that's what either I, way, you're good. But you do. can do it. Yeah, I'm weird about I'm weird about debt. So anyway, hey, this is another hour in the books. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you guys in the booth, and thank you, Jenna. Hey, thank you, America, for listening. We'll be right back on the Ramsey Show. Hey, 
Hey, it's Rachel Cruz. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.